Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. Aren't you thankful the Bible is right? Glory to God. And it's a rock. It takes us through. Amen. We can depend on the Bible. We can depend on what God says. Amen. We can we can stake our whole life on what he says. Uh, uh, and we thank God for it. Amen. Well, today we're in Proverbs 22, 16. 22:16, and we're privileged to read uh, in the King James Version, he that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. And this verse, uh, this verse clearly points out, glory to God, how, uh, it's talking about how you treat other people that we are you are to look out for any kind of oppression of the poor particularly this comes into play people they because the poor also tend to be uh ignorant of of certain things they're not sophisticated people feel that that they can take advantage of them that they can oppress them amen but the Bible here says that those that oppress the poor to increase their riches, they're going to surely come to want. Why? Because God is, is watching. And when you're not dealing in, honestly, in honesty, when you're not dealing uh, uh, uprightly, amen, God takes notice of that. God sees it if you're cheating, if you're cheating. So you might actually make a lot of money off the poor. Uh, you know, th- th- there's all kind of ways people make money off the poor. In ancient times, they used to have different a different set of weights. And if it was a person of um, stature and means, well, they would put the weight on the other end, the other side of the scale, balancing scale. They would put a lighter uh, weight on it. They had two sets of weights that people didn't know they were exchanging them. So they put the lighter one on it so that the person would get more product. But if it was a poor person, they put a heavier one on it or the other way around so that the person would get, the poor person would get less product because they, they knew, well, this is an ignorant guy. He's not going to know the difference. That, and that's right. He's not going to know the difference. 
but God is going to know the difference. God is, is watching them. God is watching you. Amen. Glory to God. And if you exploit, God's going to take note of it. Now, while you, while you might make money by exploiting ignorant people, you will be poor. Well, you say, well, pastor, you just said they would be rich. You may be money rich, but you'll be spiritually poor. The Spirit of God will not walk with you if you're a thief and a robber and a liar and a hijacker and a, a, a conniver and a deceiver. Amen? Your pockets might be full of money, but that don't mean God is going to walk with you. Amen? You're not going to have sweet fellowship with the Father. You're not going to have peace of mind. You're not going to be able to, to uh, sleep at night. You're not going to be able to enjoy your food. You're not going to be able to enjoy life. Now, you may have both pockets full of money, but you're not, you won't be able to enjoy life. You won't be able to wake up with joy bells in your heart because you'll always feel the guilt. Amen. And even in the New Testament, Jesus said, in that you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. So when you're cheating, if a, if a person's cheating uh, uh, one of the brethren, amen, and that person is it happens to be poor, what the, what the person who is cheating does not understand, that according to Jesus, you're doing it to Jesus. Because he said, in, in as much as you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. So how you treat the poor brothers in Christ, that's how you're treating Jesus. You're treating Jesus with contempt. You're treating Jesus with, just sit over there. You, just sit down. You ain't nobody. And I, I've actually had, I've actually, honestly, I've actually had a, a, a bishop to tell me I was nobody. Uh, we, I had occasion to come into his office, and I'm a pastor, you know, uh, a humble pastor, I hope, uh, but nevertheless a pastor. And I, I do try to treat people with respect. I came into his office, and he said to me, he said, do you know uh, uh, Apostle so-and-so? And I said, mm, no, no, I'm, I've never heard of him. He said, well, have you, well what about Bishop so-and-so? Do you, uh, you know Bishop so-and-so? I said, no, I, I never heard of him either. He said, well, have you heard of, uh, of so-and-so? I said, no, sir. I, no, I haven't heard him. He said, well, you don't know nobody. You ain't nobody. <laughs> so I said, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, okay. I, I ain't know. I don't know these people. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know that made me nobody, but okay. You know, so um I left the man in peace, amen, glory to God. But according to Jesus, you know, he just told Jesus that he was nobody, you know, uh, according to Jesus. Uh, so um, so uh, I left the man in peace. I, I forgive him. I don't hold nothing against him, but I just laugh about it sometimes. He said, he said well, you don't know nobody. You ain't nobody. You don't know nobody. So I said, okay. Um, I, but I, I said to myself, but I know Jesus. You know, I know Jesus, glory to God. And so we have to be careful how we treat other people. And then, and then the Bible lets us know we have to be careful 
because the Bible says that we entertain that we entertain angels unawares. Amen. And I can tell you stories about people who that that, that have told me that they or and or their loved ones at different times in their life have bumped into angels and only knew it because God let them know that it was an angel. Amen. After the fact. And the striking thing that I I found was that, you know, I've always uh you grow up with a an, an idea of an angel in your mind. You think of the angels with wings. And clearly there are angels with wings. Amen. All you have to do is go into the book of Ezekiel or in any of those kind of books. And clearly the Bible points out that there are angels and some of them have wings. But the striking thing that I found down here was that the angels down here, they look like ordinary people. You would not know that they are angels. You would not. They don't have wings. They, they, they're not walking around with sunshine blazing from them. Uh, but they're like ordinary people. And the only way I, I've known that I've bumped into angels or even saw angels was because God uh, pointed out to me that uh, you, you just saw an angel. Amen. But that was after the fact. So I said, oh, oh, okay, all right. But the but the striking thing I found was that down here, that, that's why the, the verse says that you entertain angels unawares. Why? Because you don't know they're angels. They look just like there was a gentleman riding down the street on a bicycle. And at that time, I, when I looked at him, I thought there was something about him that was different. And so I asked the Lord, and the Lord let me know, yeah, that, that, that is an angel. But when I looked at him, I mean, there was no wings or nothing. He looked like a man on a bicycle, okay? There was nothing. If, 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 if you didn't know, he was just another person, amen? But when the Lord lets you know, you, you, uh, it's, it's the thing that is striking about it is they look like ordinary people. And so without knowing it, there's times when even in your life, brothers and sisters, you probably have run into angels, but you were unaware that they were angels. Amen. Glory to God. I remember I was in the cafeteria line, and um, and uh, there was a gentleman in front of me, uh, and when we got to the cashier, he was in front of me, and he and he told the cashier. I'm paying for my dinner, and then he never turned around and looked at me. He just put his arm and his hand back toward me and said, "And I'm paying for the, the gentleman behind me's dinner." And he and when he paid, he beelined it out of that cafeteria, and I, the, you know, I I didn't immediately think anything about it because I wanted to thank him for paying for the dinner. I did. I hadn't asked. I didn't expect it. I wasn't looking for it. So I just wanted to thank him for paying for my dinner. But this man disappeared. And later on, I found out um, by, by, by the Lord that he, he was an angel. Amen. Glory to God. And, they, and a lot of times they want to bless God's people. And so they do things for God's people. But I assure you that you also have bumped into angels unawares and you did not know it 
You did not know it. There's no way to know it. So we're talking about how you treat other people. And uh, this verse talks about the poor. So um, uh, 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 so another, we, we were saying that another reason to be careful is you don't know actually, in actuality, you don't know who you're talking to. When you run into strangers, you actually don't. You actually don't. Amen. So, Jesus, we need to be careful. Amen. And then, glory to God. And so those are the principal reasons. But it says, he he that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. Now, he that, that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. Amen. Why? Because when you give to the rich with them, it's neither here nor there. I have a short, um, I have a, I don't, in my notes, when I was looking in my notes, I wrote this so long ago, and I didn't even put a notation next to it where I got this from, uh, the source of this sentence. Uh, But in my notes, it says, Giving gifts to the rich is like throwing a teardrop in the Pacific Ocean. It doesn't help the ocean, but it does diminish you. Amen. The rich are rich, and when you give them something to them, it's neither here. It's not really. It's really neither here nor there to them. They don't need it. I'm talking about rich. I'm not talking about somebody that's moneyed. It, I'm, I'm talking about the rich, amen? The rich don't need it, amen? Now, they'll take it. They'll take all you give them, but glory to God, they don't need it. But this, but this, um, but this example of it's like when you give gifts to the rich, it's like throwing a teardrop in the Pacific Ocean. Imagine the effect of a teardrop in the, Atlant- in the Pacific Ocean. That would be like nothing. A teardrop in the ocean, that would be like nothing. Amen. Somebody like a Warren Buffett who has trillions, he has trillions. Amen. And you give him a a $10 gift or something. I mean, of course he's going to receive it, but it's like nothing. Amen. Glory to God. But it will diminish you by $10. Amen. And, but there's, I'm right up against a commercial. Hold on. I was going to start something up, but hold on just a second. We'll be right back. Hold on. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website, at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two dot com. Be 
beloved, we're talking about Proverbs 22:16, and we were looking at uh, how we treat the poor and 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 giving to the rich. The consequences we were uh, just touching upon giving to the rich. And I was about to say that giving to the rich to curry favor. Sometimes people give to the rich to curry favor, but it, but it won't turn out as you imagine, because the gift that you give them is wasted, and you'll just impoverish yourself. I'll give you uh, uh, an example here. Um, well, uh, we're in uh, 22 Proverbs 22. Look at the very next chapter, Proverbs 23, 1. It says, when thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee and put a knife to thy throat if thou be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Amen. Glory to God. What, what would all that mean? Well, when when you're called to dine with a rich person or you're given to a rich person, amen, uh, uh, particularly if they call you to eat with them, uh, have your antenna up because they don't need you to they don't need you to eat with them. If they're calling you to eat with them, it's not about the food. They got something else on their mind. And um Look at verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Oh, they'll, I mean, you, you're you giving to them. Oh, you're so nice. Oh, the, and, and they're talking all of that. But their heart is not with you. You think that by giving to the rich that you're currying some kind of favor. No, you're not currying any favor. You 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 give into a campaign. They already got a hundred million dollars or two or three hundred million dollars. Okay, your your five dollar or ten dollar uh, donation is a drop in the bucket. I mean, and but they're gonna say nice things to you. But um, uh, I hope you don't think that you, you know it's gonna move mountains because it isn't. It's just another. It's just another drop in the ocean. Amen. It'd be just like taking a thimble and dropping a drop in the ocean. That one little drop uh, doesn't affect the ocean at all. Not at that one drop. That one drop does not affect the ocean at all. Amen. Glory to God. But so, but a lot of people they give hoping that they will get favor from the rich and the rich will do something for them, uh, remember them or whatever. Uh, but a lot of times it doesn't work out that way. And the Bible teaches that we are to look to God for our sustenance and not to the rich or any other person or any other source. Amen. We're not to look to any other source. And uh, look at Mark 11.24. Let's go to Mark 11.24. Mark 11. I got to turn there myself. Mark 11.24 says, um, 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 therefore, Jesus is speaking, and he says, therefore, I say unto you, things soever ye desire. Now, a lot of people, they, they, they think that, oh, God, he's only interested in spiritual things. He just wants me to fast and pray and go to church. He's not interested in material things. No, sir. 
the Bible says in the beginning, in the King James Version, it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He created spiritual things, but he also created material things. And here it says in Mark eleven twenty four, what things soever ye desire. Now that tells you two things. One, you can pray for things. The Bible says so right here. You can pray for things. No, Pastor. God always just wants you on your knees praying. You can't. You you can't just uh, uh, be praying for things. Yes, you can. What things soever ye desire. The second thing is it says ye desire. There's a lot of Christians. They feel that oh, my desires don't count. I've got to seek just the will of God. I never count. Now, seeking the will of God is primary, and it is important. And you don't want to make moves without ask, without seeking a, a, a God about things. Amen? But the Bible says that we acknowledge God in all our ways, and he will direct our paths. Amen? And in believing that, believing with all our heart that God is for us and in our corner, and he's leading and guiding us, amen? Glory to God. There's times when there are things that we can, that we desire, and that's legal and that's okay with God. It says, things soever ye desire. No, Pastor, we we got to just, just think about the... The will of God. No, God don't mind if you desire a pizza and you want to go get a pizza. Or if you desire ice cream. Suppose it's a hot day and you're out, you finished your devotions and you're in your day and it's lunchtime and you want to go get, ye desire a, a vanilla ice cream. God ain't up in heaven upset because you desire ice cream. Amen. In fact, it pleases him that it pleases him that you're enjoying what he's created. All of that is part of his creation. And he's tickled when you're enjoying his creation. You're enjoying him first and then you're enjoying what he's made for you to enjoy. He wants you to uh, to to enjoy it and he don't mind if you desire it. He just don't want you to make it an idol. He just don't want you to start worshiping it. He just don't want you to get things all out of whack. And you think that material things are more important than him or his word or what he says. Amen. Glory to God. You can you can have these things. And I've got Bible for it right here. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus is speaking. The Lord himself is speaking, and he says, therefore, I say unto you, what things? That means things. You want a Mercedes Benz? You've lived for God. You've done everything, and God has prospered you and, and, and made it possible for you to have the cash flow to afford. I Notice I didn't say buy a Mercedes. People can buy all kind of stuff, but they find out they can't afford it. I ran into a man, and he had this. He had this gigantically long BMW, and this thing was beautiful. Ooh, it was beautiful. It was a long, big, huge BMW. And I said to the gentleman, I said, excuse me, sir, 
I said, you have a beautiful car. God has really blessed you. Look at this Beamer. It is gorgeous. And he said, yes, it is a gorgeous car. I love it. I love it. I love it. He said, but I would have never bought it if I knew how much the maintenance costs to keep to keep up with the maintenance on this car. Amen. You brothers and sisters, you don't want to pay $750 for oil change. Do you know? Now, I don't know if this is true, but this is what I heard. I heard on a Bugatti uh, car. It's a car. Okay. A car now. To change a tire on this thing. Now, this is what I heard. So if I ain't got the figure right, don't call me and, and, and fuss me out. Okay. I heard this. I, 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 I didn't call Bugatti and substantiate it, but I believe it because people are crazy. They say to, change, to have a registered Bugatti technician change that tire will cost you $20,000. And I thought, you got to be kidding. A tire, twenty dollars I'll change the tire. I can do it for a whole lot less then $20,000, but I'm not a registered Bugatti technician. I probably wouldn't know how to take that tire off because it has different lugs and different all kind of stuff. I don't know what it, but anyway, I'm saying you can, uh, the Bible says what things you desire. Amen. So you, if, if, if God has brought you to a place of prosperity and you can afford a Bugatti, please get it. Please enjoy God's blessings. Please, ju- but just don't idolize the car. You know, when I when I first, I, I can remember this. When I first got my car, I was in Houston, Texas. That was my very first car. And I washed that car every day. That car didn't need to be washed every day. But when I would get off from work, first thing I'd do is jump in the car, take it down to the car, spray spray water on it, and wipe it down. And just uh, wipe the wipe the chrome and wipe it down and smile and get into it. See, it got out of all it got all out of wax. Amen. God blessed me with a car, and what did I do? I started. Oh, this car is. Oh, this is just wonderful. Oh, this car is everything. Oh, I just what So, so God, so God don't mind you having things, cause He says. He says, what things soever ye desire, okay? When you pray, it says, when ye pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Jesus is showing you how to get what things soever ye desire, and that is to believe God. And we can believe God can... Because we can see how powerful God's word is and how powerful he is. In the very first chapter of, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God spoke. He said, let there be light. And there was light. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That word created there is bara. And what that means is, that it, that's a special kind of creating that that creating is God created something now this is what the word the definition of bara means 
it's not right, but this is what the definition means. It means creating something out of nothing. There was nothing. See, men don't create. Men make. We make. We have to have something in order to make something. If you want to build a house, you have to go get wood and build a house from wood. If you want to create a car, I mean, build, make a car, you got to get all the metal and all the parts. In other words, we make things out of something. Bara means creating something out of nothing. And that's what God did. And that's his divine power. He had this power, this creative power in God's word. Now, the word bara means making something out of nothing. And I've heard people say that God made the universe out of nothing, but that's not true. That's not true because the Bible says that God said, let there be light. So there, it, so there was something. There was his word. His word came out, and there's such power in his word that the thing had to manifest because God spoke it. And what God speaks has to come to pass. So the thing that's not can be brought forth by speaking the word of God, by speaking the word of God, that believing that those things, that, it's, that God wants you to have Want you to have things in their right place, Amen. Glory to God. I'm, I I really want to proceed, but it's already seven thirty. We're out of time. Glory to God. God bless you. Hope there was something in God's word for that would give you food for thought. I love you. God loves you most. The Bible has the answers. Bye bye now. See you next week. Bye bye. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.